The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Inspire Us. I'm excited today. I get to speak with Mark Stolo. He is the brains behind this wonderful application called Huddle Journeys. You've probably heard me speak about it more than once. I'm part of this wonderful project that puts people in touch with personal development coaches. It's like having a coach in your pocket. I'm going to let Mark explain how he came to develop this application and how important it is for people to to join a journey. And without getting too far into it, I'm just going to introduce you to Mark Stolo. Here we go. Hello, Mark, and welcome to Inspire Us. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Mark, I've worked with you for a little while now on Huddle Journeys, which I'm fascinated with. How did this all begin for you? How did you start to develop the idea of putting out a self-help? Um, a Really, it's, it's about empowering people in so many different ways. How did this all begin for you? Yeah, I think it, a lot of it started from my own personal experience. Um, I grew up in a I grew up in a very loving and caring household, and I, I hope by retelling the story, I don't paint the picture of, um, you know, growing up in a world that was um, not intending to be deeply loving because it was, and my parents really worked hard to do that. The reality was that my mother, my mother is bipolar, so, and she happened to have a kind of bipolar where she responded, didn't respond very well to medication. And she was, she was what would be called a kind of a quick oscillator. So moving through the moods was a common experience throughout the year. Um, And then not responding as well to treatment meant that her mood wasn't often very stable. So that was a very vivid experience for me. You know, when you're that close to someone you care about and you're, seeing kind of the depths of where the mind can go. Um, You know, I have very vivid recollections of her in deep states of depression, of being home with her, when really she was probably in in suicidal states of depression. And uh, my father was asking us to stay home because he was clearly concerned that she was a risk to herself. And I don't think my father really totally knew what to do with that situation. So he leaned on us um, instinctively. And then on the other complete side of the spectrum, I can remember vividly moments of, of complex mania where, you know, we were in the hospital visiting her and she had gone downstairs to the gift shop and came back upstairs with $500 worth of gift cards um, for every occasion for the next 10 years or, you know, watching her in our kitchen, talking to herself in a very kind of deep state of, of mania, you know, just this. So those were extremely vivid for me at a very young age. And it, it just made me keenly aware of just how fragile we all are. You know, it's when you're, when you have that intimate an experience of reality, you know, un, 
unedited reality, um, it wakens something in you. It stirs something in you. And I think for some people, it can flatten them. Mm-hmm. You know, it can, it, it can thicken your outer skin. It can get you a contracting. For me, it was very expanding. I felt like it was an invitation to go more deeply into understanding our human experience, understanding things like consciousness and the mind and behavior and feelings and sensations. And so uh, even though it, I started more ex- experiencing that with my mother probably when I was in my early teens, it definitely set the stage for as I started moving in my later teens for this journey into self-exploration and self-discovery, which undoubtedly was a precursor for everything that has developed up until this moment, including the work that we're doing with Journeys. What, uh, how did you start your personal development journey then? Were you going to, were you going to the library, <laughs> reading books? Were you listening to YouTube? What was it that, uh, that you were latching on to? Well, when you start, you're very disoriented, right? Because it's, you're kind of going on a quest to who knows where. Mm. You've never been there before. So how do you really know where you're going, right? right. This is, I, I think that's true for a lot of people. You, this is why I think there's this glaring metaphor in mythology of the wandering into the wilderness uh, or the desert or however, whatever form it's expressed in. But you're ultimately going into a space that is very um, open-ended, uh, wild, in a way. Um, And that's what it was like for me. So, I mean, speaking transparently, it was, um, it was everything from smoking weed to exploring psychedelics, to doing years of intensive yoga, uh, to a deep meditation practice, to deep contemplative reading, um, to exploring a range of disciplines and uh, traditions in my academic work from the Stoics, to Western philosophy, to Eastern mysticism, trying to relate and connect to those people who had done a lot of that journey work, had gone on their own quest, and understanding what it was that they discovered. And then looking for, you know, those perennial principles across all of these different traditions. So some of it was growing out of my own more immediate personal experience, and I had some very vivid experiences of you know, very profound realizations. And then there was all of that translational or conceptual work of what had others discovered and what was ringing and resonating true with me in my own experience. What did you end up uh, taking in uh, school? Did you go to university? Did you end up taking philosophy? Uh, what were, uh, what drew you to, um, to what subjects? Yeah, I was my, I made a point of making my undergraduate degree about a kind of a Uh, an exploration of human consciousness. So I came at it from two perspectives. I was kind of growing out of the religious end of the spectrum, which is how universities defined it. For me, that end of it was looking more in the classic um, Indian and Buddhist traditions, Vedanta and, you know, different schools of Buddhist thought. And then on the same side, I was exploring the lens of human development through a contemporary Western psychology perspective, you know, where, where some kind of what felt like a blending of Buddha and Freud, so to speak. Um, and then to complement that, I discovered uh, integral theory was a very big discovery for me because I, 
I, I later realized that people like Ken Wilber were doing incredibly important synthesis work around understanding human development and how do we make sense of all of these different paradigms around human development and try to find a way to make them coherent. So I, I took a really eclectic approach, which is often the case with people who are studying the world of human consciousness, because you get so many different perspectives on the prism when you study human consciousness. You know, how does Piaget relate to Freud that relates to Jung, that relates to Buddha, that relates to Lao Tzu, that how do you make sense of all of these different perspectives on human development? You know, and then rather than taking the approach of saying, well, one is true and one is not true, uh, in a spirit of you know, more integral thought, the, the underlying current is, well, everyone reflects some element of the truth. So the idea that you can never be right or wrong 100% of the time. And then there's a way to make sense of all of those when you look at the full spectrum of human development. So with all the knowledge and all the reading and studying that you did, it occurred to you at some point that you really wanted to serve others. And um, can you tell us about the journey? How did that begin? Um, Huddle, was it yeah. an idea that you'd had for a long time or how did that evolve? I definitely evolved kind of, I would say organically. It wasn't like I was sitting on this idea for, I think it, I was sitting, it was seated in me for a long time. But I couldn't say that, for example, like I had a massive vision board in my room that I was just waiting to unleash on the world. You're right that it, it became very important to me to make sure that my craft and my creativity was in service to others. Um, like I realized that that would be, and, and I would say archetypally, that probably also grew out of my, my teenage years because I spent so much of my time caring for my mother. So this idea of caring for others became very embedded in my my mainframe at a very young age. Mm. Um, so there was a virtue to me and being there for others. Now that also create, created all kinds of tension because it was so dramatic at such a young age, but, but the core principle of being in service to others was very much embedded there. So in around 2016, I had been very involved in kind of the world of digital wellness for many years before that. But in 2016, we, we started asking ourselves much more profound questions about how we could make digital a truly transformational space. And that's when the idea of Huddle came about. Um, and as the name itself suggests, it was really about how do we bring together people to bring out the best in people. So our current work with journeys, Huddle Journeys, um, is really the natural culmination of everything we've learned over the last four or five years of listening to and getting feedback and watching how people interact online and what really facilitates or supports a change process in people. Uh, again, the technology just being a medium, you know, like we really just, it's a medium that allows us to do transformational work at scale. It makes things more accessible. But at the end of the day, what we're really talking about and what we're really teaching around and what we're inviting people to do is to get down to the practice of being more fully themselves. And that has in many ways, nothing to do with technology whatsoever. Right. So for the listeners, um, if you were to explain what is Journey, how do they get it, and what can they expect once they get the application, what is it they're going to get from this? Yeah, so Journeys is, it, it is a digital application. It's available on iOS and on Android. Um, what we've done is we kind of scoured the world for people that we felt were doing very important work in the space of human transformation and human development or personal growth. Who, who brought very unique perspectives, 
again, kind of this prismic view on different aspects of human development. And we invited them to craft uh, what we call journeys in, in the app that people could go on. So these are seven day experiences, seven day journeys, and every day invites you to go deeper into reflecting on different aspects of yourself and then practicing, putting those reflections or those ideas into deliberate practice. So there's much more direct experience of those ideas because true transformation doesn't happen through ideas. It happens through much more direct experience. And every seven day journey takes the person through that process. So, and we, and we really, these journeys really explore what I would call perennial or foundational issues or, or matters of concern. Things like understanding resilience and self-mastery and emotional intelligence and relating to one's mind or relating to one's feelings. They get to the kind of core skill sets, these fundamental human skill sets that really allow you to be in a friendlier relationship with the world around you and with yourself as an, as by extension. So what you get to do in the app is not only go on these seven day journeys, but these seven day journeys are created by your dedicated mentor and coaches. So really what the app is, is a life coach in the palm of your hand, because you, we actually put you into direct contact with your life coach and mentor. You can discuss with them. You can discuss with others who are going on the journey. Um, there's journaling tools inside of the app. There's live classes that we facilitate so that you have more contact with your coach and the mentor. Uh, you know, looking back on my life, there were so many critical people who were so cathartic for me in terms of specific transformational moments in my life. And without them, I honestly don't know where I would be. And part of what we're trying to do with the journeys experience is to make those kinds of people more accessible to everyone. You know, life coaching, human development should not be the bastion of the privileged. Mm -hmm. It's something that it's kind of a fundamental right that we're all entitled to, to live out our lives in a way where we feel like we're thriving, where we really feel like every day we can wake up and say, today, I will do my very best. Today, I will be my very best. And to really start experiencing, understanding what that means, feels, feels like it looks like. And so what we're trying to do with journeys is to make that experience more accessible to more people. So people like you, um, David Frank Gomes, uh, you know, Dina Merby, we've got right now, we've got close to two dozen coaches inside of the app who literally invite people to go and explore their inner world so that they can do better alignment work between what they want and how they're living their lives. And that's a very, very powerful experience for people. It is. And uh, I've been privileged to be part of it. And I absolutely love the way that you've designed it, how easy it is and how people can go back and just go through the journeys as often as they want to once uh, and they can go on as many journeys as they choose to on yeah. all these self improvement, uh, all these um, self development uh, th thoughts behind it. I, I think it's absolutely amazing. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's been amazing working on it, because not only do we get to work with amazing people like you, but they're also helping us to inform and create and enrich the offering. Uh, we're, we're a few weeks away from releasing a major update in the app, and that's going to make the experience even more personal, uh, even more guided, um, where practices can become much more embedded in people's daily experience. One of the really important undercurrents of this app is we're, we're not trying to just dispense more information. There is a lot 
of information out there. You yes. know, like you could spend a hundred lifetimes reading things on the world of self-development. What really is truly transformational in the world of personal growth is you got to get down to it and kind of do the work because you become what you practice. And so what we really try to anchor in this app is presenting real vivid, um, not overly complicated, but practices that people can do to really have a much more direct experience of themselves. And I think that's really the hallmark of, of journeys. I believe it is as well. I remember working on, on my journey and the lessons that I would provide whoever was taking the journey with me were simple, but they yeah. really, they, but they were meaningful. And if you practice them and I don't give much homework, but if you practice <laughs> what I do give you, it, yeah. um, it really will transform the way that you think. So I love that, that part of it. Yeah. I think our mentors have done a great job because the value in a mentor or in a coach is that I would say the ones that are doing good work is that they're not trying to help you skip over steps. There, there is no, you know, the, the, the self-help or the personal development world that, that promises like immediate results, instant this, instant that. I, I've never found that to be true. Um, I don't think that's particularly genuine. What a good coach or a good mentor does is they take the wisdom of all of their pain and all of their challenges and the very long path that they've uh, walked. And I think what they do is they render it more efficient for you. They help you get more focused, laser focus on doing those things that don't help you skip the path, but certainly in a way make it more, um, let's call it pleasant to walk. Now they're not gonna remove all the potential pitfalls. There will still be adversity, but what they're gonna do is equip you with how to deal with those so you don't run into a boulder and you're on the ground for six months. You know, you can kind of find a way to meet that point of adversity and move and flow around it. And that's the power in a great coach is that they're really a, um, a kind of superpower, supercharge you to relate to your life in a way based on all the valuable lessons they've already learned. And that's what our mentors and coaches do in this experience. They really help you supercharge your life. I like that. And that's so true. I remember uh, years ago hearing something about what parents do. Parents provide their children with wings and roots, wings so that they can fly on their own and take off and roots so that, that they can always come back home. When I look totally. at this app, we are giving the uh, journey taker wings so that they can fly and do whatever it is that they want. And they can always come back to the app and, yeah. uh, and just listen to it again, just to, just to strengthen their journey. Because yeah. you're right, it does take work. Yeah. And it's, and that's the, I think more of the philosophy of, you know, for lack of someone coming up with a better word, uh, the philosophy of empowerment, the philosophy of empowerment is not predicated on the idea that you're broken right. because there is a lot of personal growth stuff out there that really starts from the first premise of you're broke. We fix that's not at all. Our philosophy. We don't abide by that principle. We abide by the principle that you are, um, filled with an inherent amount of energy, intelligence, and capacity. And we are here to help you unlock that energy, intelligence, and capacity. Um, and the empowerment is coming to the realization that that well of, of deep power was always yours to tap into. Uh, I sometimes call it the, uh, the Dorothy principle, you know, uh, the realization that you were always three clicks away from being home. Right. But that is the, that's the brilliant metaphor of the movie is 
I jokingly say like the movie would have been terrible had Glenda the Good Witch stared at Dorothy on day one and said, listen, don't worry about this whole path thing. Like you don't go to walk the yellow brick road. I'm going to let you in on a secret. You can just click your heels three times and we can call it a day. <laughs> now, obviously that wouldn't make for a very good movie, but it, there's also a reason why that doesn't happen. Um, I think it's very well stated in the matrix. There's a moment where the Oracle turns to Neo and says something like no one can see um, the outcome of a choice they haven't made. Meaning to say they're, there is a, prog a progression and a process to any growth evolution. Um, and it always begins with actually walking the path. The discovery, it's not the end point. The path is the end point. Every step you take is its own end point. So the realization that you could click your hill three times and, come and go home was a byproduct of a very long journey that Dorothy went on, but the journey itself, that walking the path was absolutely essential. And we abide by that same principle. So the journey that we go on together with is not specifically, um, isn't laden with false promises, you know, and some magical kingdom that is not already, already at hand. It's really about kind of this unfurling or this unfolding of discovering this home that was always yours to begin with like that very much yes and wasn't it morpheus who uh, said to neo as well there's uh, a difference about or how did he put it he says um it's one thing to know that there is a path but it's a something different to, to actually walk the path yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. like yeah. no one i mean there's so many traditions that say this in so many different ways like you know in the hindu tradition they'll say don't mistake the pointing finger for the moon um so many so it's you know, acceleration is important, you know, like the power of a teacher is that they can help you. Um, it's not so much a shortcut, but it's, it's, they can help you, again, kind of stay focused and stay true to being on that path, to that commitment that you have, the resolve of going down that path, and their insight and their wisdom is valuable on that path. And, and the guides and the friends you make along the way are critical. Um, but no one, no one can help you bypass it. And there's no one idea out there that's, you know, that's going to necessarily radically change everything about your life. Because at the end of the day, a lot of it is about just getting down to it and doing the work, the transformational work. It really is. And, and uh, yes, this application provides you an opportunity to discover so many things about yourself and to go back as often as you want. You're right. Sometimes it's just like you listen to somebody and then you get those aha moments. But yeah. Yes. You're like, wow, I hadn't thought of it that way. You mean I can do yeah. that? Yes. You yeah. Can. And that's a moment of amazing opening. Oh. And now it's, and, and for some people that opening now becomes a process of unlearning. So it's, they're undoing a kind of set pattern of behaviors or habits that that's one transformational experience. And for others, it's getting to new kinds of practices. So the app, for example, invites uh, just a range of practices from meditations to visualizations, to contemplations, to, deep forms of reflection to even, you know, journaling. And what it really does is it primes you. It primes you for being in the world in a way where you feel more deeply connected. There's a greater sense of ease, much more adaptable and flexible. You know, I know a lot of the work you're doing, for example, in this podcast is about adversity. 
Mm-hmm. And the lesson of adversity is not how do I avoid this? The lesson of adversity is how do I respond to this? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there is no life that is free of big boulders and pitfalls and moats with gators in them. That is just not, I don't know any life that is like that. Um, despite all of the false promises that are out there and, you know, marketing and media messaging of the picture perfect life, it simply doesn't exist. So part of being part of what we, we really work on with journeys across many of the different journeys that our coaches create is how does one learn the skillful means of being in relationship with reality in a way where one is much more flexible, pliable, adaptable, and at some level, not resigned, but accepting of the way things are. Because the great lesson you learn is that in that adaptability and flexibility and acceptability, that in fact, the adversity becomes much, 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 much less. Like all the volume of that gets turned down. As one of our mentors, uh, Gonzalo, likes to say is, you know, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Mm. Um, we can ease the suffering. I can't take away the pain but we can definitely ease the suffering. And that's very true. Yes. Yeah. It's um, a lot of times it comes down to, I think it was Viktor Frankl who said, uh, and, and it may have been somebody else who said it before him, but he says, uh, it's not so much what happens to you that matters is how you respond to what happens to you that does. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in his wonderful book, he explained that. So yes, so true. Yeah. It's yeah. He's uh, his, I mean, uh, you probably couldn't ex- can think of an example of someone who had to endure as much suffering. I mean, his, his experience is, was so extremely vivid. Uh, he's an example of a great coach and mentor to a lot of people. Yes. Uh, because as the expression goes, he crawled through maybe more than 500 yards of shit and came out clean on the other side. Like yeah. he, you know, he was in the grind. And the lessons that he learned by surviving that keeping his faculty intact, his mind intact, his spirit intact. Uh, those are the kinds of valuable lessons that we want to make available to everyone that should be available to everyone. Um, as kind of like our, this fundamental human right aspiration that we have. Um, so that's what we're doing in Journeys. Thank you so much for coming on the show and explaining what Journeys is. And uh, for all of our listeners out there, I will be posting a link in the show notes to take you directly to the app. And I totally believe in this. And it's something that has um, really impressed me. And I see so many different aspects of this application that don't live anywhere else. Like you get one-on-one, you get lessons, you get uh, you get to to actually converse with your different um, guides, your journey takers. So it's really a cool app. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient. 